Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 156, that's 156, it is the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah, I'm delighted as ever to be joined by the man himself, Wolverhampton Wonders reporter extraordinaire, it is Mr. Joe Edwards. Joe, how's it going? Bebe? Very, oh, I'm just going to say very good, um, That it's not very good. Um, but it's okay. You it's know, not, it's not terrible, is it? I mean, it's it's not. You know, I feel like you, you know, you give me a call in the morning. I like a call because you know we're on this on this um, this software called Slack between between all journalists at the moment. But it's nice to hear a friendly voice, and you know, without 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 fail, between nine and ten in the morning, none of these DMs or private messages or group chat messages. I like to hear the dulcet tones of your voice, and it's a nice to have a, just a chat in the morning. It doesn't matter about if it's wolves or not, but just hear another man's voice. Well, hearing another man's voice is always a welcome. I'm more of a more of a caller than a than a texter. I'd say. Yeah, you are. You are. You're not one of those people who do voice messages, though, do you? No. No, that, that's that's a that's a field and special, isn't it? James it is Field. Spe- oh, he he loves field one of them. Loves it. Uh, big fan of the podcast, Mr. James Field, who came on a few weeks ago. Loves a voice text message. Can't even get into that. Maybe we'll have to get him back on the show just to discuss that. But but Joe, you say you like the sound of a man's voice. Do you like the sound of a woman's voice? Ooh. Oh, because it's not just me and you this week. It is menage a trois. I brought Mrs. Judah to the party, Joe. It's the podcast debut of my wife, Mrs. Alana Judah. Round of applause. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, 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 Joe, basically the story goes is that um, I was thinking about this podcast last night. That, that's right, peeps. We, we plan ahead of time sometimes. And, uh, and Alana just came up with, we're looking at guests in the future, and she was like, I should go on your podcast. So, boom, less than 24 hours later, Alana is on the podcast. Be careful what you wish for, missus. I know, I didn't think it would actually happen, but here we are. <laughs> and uh, and I've celebrated our fifth anniversary at the weekend, but this is the, the, the best present of all, isn't it? This? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> So, Alana, for, for, the, for the peeps, and, you know, there's not many listeners here. There's basically just me and Joe and maybe 3,000 others. Tell, tell, the, t- tell the peeps a little bit about yourself. <laughs> Where have you come from? What, what, what's this strange accent that you've got? Um, I'm from Seattle, Washington, which is in the northwest of America. Uh, I yeah, you, have, con- you have to explain that, but, yeah, northwest. Because I kind of people- sound Canadian because of that. We're really near Vancouver, Canada. Okay. Um, and I know. lived in San Diego, California for five years. That's where I met Nathan. And then now I'm in Dorage. <laughs> I mean, now I'm in Dorage. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That, sound, that, sound, that sounds a lot better. So, um, so you know, Alani, obviously you're very sporty. You know, when we first met, you know, you're a big fan of some sports teams out there. Not too much the football side of things, but American football. Yeah, yeah, I'm still being educated daily on football, soccer football, as I call it. What's your, what, what, are your, what are your sports of your choice then? What are your teams? Soccer teams? No, American teams. Oh, um, American football, Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks? Um, baseball, Seattle Mariners. Basketball is a sore subject because 
the Seattle Supersonics are no longer, so I kind of just follow players now. Mm. Um, but I also am a big fan of college sports. University of Washington Huskies, go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This 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 is perfect. So so obviously you know I've I've had to learn a little bit about American sports and Alana's been around it her whole whole life. So you know maybe some some things that I thought I knew I've definitely had um, some schooling on. Uh, but especially from the football side of things, the real football side, our football side, soccer as they call it, Alana has had to learn and adapt. And um, let's just say it's not her favourite sport in the world. Alana, what what are some of the um, some of the gripes you've got about football. <laughs> I don't not like it. I'm just not... I didn't grow up with it. My family didn't grow up playing it. So I just didn't know a lot of the rules. And I wasn't exposed to it as much as the other sports. But th- my biggest thing with soccer football is mystery time. So good. <laughs> Which is when the ref just like decides they can end the game whenever they want, and I just can't. And especially if it's a tie, and they're just like, "Okay, it's over." Like Let's you, have, you, have, you have a problem with it, a tie or a draw in the first place. You want a winner or a loser, don't you? Don't you yeah. don't like any of these? I mean, it's I'm used. To, I'm getting used to the ties now, but the draws. Oh, the draws. Yeah. Um, You're in my country now. Okay. Um, but it's just difficult to sit through a game and then it ends zero zero, and it's like you weren't even there. <laughs> Absolutely magnificent scenes. Um, so, but but you know, you've got um, obviously you've got your business here now. You're doing a little bit of acupuncture. I am. You stick needles into people for a living. I do. Um, you've done gone on a few little mini tours with some some people. What what have been your who are, you, who are your favorite people to work with at this moment in time? Like musicians. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Little Mix will always be one of my favorites, just because they were my first one. And it's fun to travel with them. They're really nice girls. Um, but everyone I meet is really cool and surprisingly normal, especially if being so famous. Have you uh, have you met uh, Tim Spears yet? I have met Tim. Pretty pretty famous in the old uh, in the old wolves chat. <laughs> would you would you treat him? Would you stick I some would, pins in him. I would treat I'll stick him. some needles in him. I tell you. Tim's always been nice. Yeah, he has been nice. We've got plenty of questions for you, um, to be fair. So, Joe, have you got any questions for Alana before we start? Yeah, yeah, go on then. We'll we'll do one. Because, um, obviously, South has to deal with his thing as well. Because Joe newly married now, obviously. Oh, yes. Right? yes. So it'd be nice to kind of tap into to Southie's mind by asking you a question. So what is it like working with, you know, a journalist who's, you know working all sorts of stupid hours, travelling up and down the country, can it be a bit of a bit of a gripe, a bit of a grind? I mean, I think as for me, I just learn to do my own thing and have my own things going on. So for me it doesn't bother me so much. It's more difficult not having a weekend free, um, for like nine months of the year or ten months of the year it'd be nice to have like a saturday and sunday sometimes but other than that um i stay pretty busy and we've kind of 
figured it out along the way. I tell you what, you talk about Saturdays and Sundays. I've had three or four Saturdays on the trot here. And I, tell, I, I just want to get out of the place. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I'll tell you what we did have at the weekend, Joe. Um, and I recommend this to, to a lot of the listeners. I uh, haven't had this. I was trying to work out the last time I, I did have some. And I think it was probably last September, the back end of the cricket season. Do you know what's amazing? Bread. Bread is unbelievable. I forgot what the taste of it's like. And we had cheese. A, and cheese. And cheese, yeah. So we, we went, uh, our local bakery reopened for three days a week. So as a, as, as a bit of a surprise to Alana, I went there early morning, um, got some fresh baked bread, got two, uh, two focaccias, one onion and rosemary, uh, another one garlic. Uh, and rosemary i got some sourdough i got some like um almost like raisin sea salt oh it was it was it was it was emotionally good emotionally good and i can remember i was sitting having bread and cheese and olive oil outside we had some sunset um rosé and i'm like good god i could go straight back to old school nath here i mean it was delicious it you sounds you a yeah. fan joe yeah, I'm um, more of a Warburton's uh, toasty uh, myself. Um, I like both. <laughs> I, and I had some uh, crumpets as well at the weekend. Oh yeah. Lo- lockdown has like re- like rekindled my love for for crumpets. Just just you know, just butter though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just slap loads of butter on. Um, unless you put unless you put a little bit of cheese on there and a little bit of Worcester sauce and stick them under the grill, sizzling. Oh, controversial! Never, never tried that actually. Very nice, very nice. And um, right, we've got some. So we're going to have two two part questions this week because Lana's got to go because she's got errands to do around the house. Um, but I've been saying that for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get into some trouble now. Goodness me, no! Because you can't stay for the full podcast, really. So, um, Alana, the pizza asked you some questions. So, so quick fire-ish, But if you need to explain, and then then you know you can do. Okay. I'm a slow talker, though. You are a slow talker. People have understood that now. We're 45 minutes into the show. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Uh, David Gannon, Alana, tie-dye or snow-washed jeans? I don't even know what that means. Joe, what does that mean? I don't even know what it means. Like tie-dye uh, shirts? Yeah, so stone-washed jeans are like the very pale, pale jeans, aren't they? Like a, like a blue that's almost white. Oh, stone-washed. I think, or snow-washed, stone-washed. Yeah. Um... I guess tie-dye. Tie-dye, okay. It's co- making a comeback, I've heard. Oh, really? Yeah. Word on the street, in the, in, in the fashion fashion market. Um, at King Wolf, to Alana, what's Nathan's best feature? Also, what's Alana's opinion on who is better, Wolves or Middlesbrough? Wow, it's a big question. Uh, what, what, what's my best feature, Alana? Um, you're wow. very generous, I'd say. Okay. You're very entertaining, as most people probably gathered. Oh. Thank you very much. Entertaining and generous. I'll take that. And uh, <laughs> who's better, Wolves or Middlesbrough? Well, Middles, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not even in the okay. top league, right? So no. Wolves are better. Correct. Correct okay. answer. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> um, um, at Polcott says, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being high, how lucky do you feel being married to the Nathan Judah? Maybe a nine. Oh, yeah. I'll take a nine. I thought you were going to go with a seven there. <laughs> Nine's good. Nine's good. i got to leave room for improvement. Absolutely. Uh, um, uh, Lynx Wolf. Uh, Mrs. Judah, as you work with Little Mix, how do you cope with any extravagant prima donna requests from Nathan? Ba-bum-tsh. You Actually, you are a lot more 
dramatic than any of them. What? Any of the girls? Yeah. You're having a joke. In what yeah, way? Yeah, you're more diva-ish. Wow. Well, what are my diva requests? Like, you need your stuff a certain way, you need your coffee a certain temperature, at a certain time, with certain treats, and... This is a this is a shocking shocking revelation. I never it would is, have guessed this. I'm not I'm not dramatic. I just like <laughs> I just know I just know what I like. Um, also, um, how do you cope with Nathan's obsession with collecting motoring fines? Oh, a lot of face palms, basically. Just you didn't take too kindly, did you, to um, to Switzerland to, to the Switzerland fines that those hit, those hit us well both both of us hard. Well, the thing is, is you kept telling me it was the same one yeah. over and over, and it was in a different language, so I couldn't tell, but then I started looking at the dates, and yeah. I was like, these are not the same, and no. I realized you had, what did you have, like 10? Oh, two or three, I think. No, you had a lot. And then you told me that oh, the God, Swiss, Fran- Swiss franc yeah. is... Not as much as a pound. No. And it's way more, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you're like, oh, this is only like 20 pound. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I looked it up. <laughs> you can never trust Nathan Judah. Lord Jason Guy. Hi, Mrs. Judah. Did you uh, win ownership of Nathan in a raffle? What? Did you, did, you win, did, you, did you win a raffle to get me? No. No, I probably lost one, to be fair, Jace. Um, <laughs> at Old Gold, uh, Tulana, what chat-up line did Judah use on you when you first met? You were like, let me tell you how to play baseball. And then I was like, my dad played professional baseball, so I probably know more than you. And that was the end of the conversation. Yeah, we kind of uh, kind of took it to a baseball game from an English point of view, thinking that I'd be the cool English guy who knows a lot about US sports and... Alana then explained the whole game to me, uh, pretty much. And then we went back home and she rode off in a bike and gave me a little bit of a kiss and that was that. Was that. I tried to hug you and then get on my bike. You force kissed me. Wow! <laughs> absolutely. See, you can't tell the teams that I force kissed you. Not in this era. Not even Me Too movement. You can edit it. <laughs> Keep it in. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Knock on the door from the police. Uh, do you want to speak to you, please? Oh, goodness me. Um, uh, Reggie, uh, question for Alana. How did Nathan convince you to move from the glorious sunshine and picturesque lifestyle of San Diego, California to Birmingham? Hmm. Well, actually, I was going to move from California anyway back to Seattle. And Seattle has similar weather to here, to be honest. So technically, I'd still be sitting in the rain either way. Um, David Sutton, Alana, what's the best and worst thing about being married to Nathan Judah? Um, the best thing is probably that every day is entertaining and you never know what's going to happen. Um, the worst thing is probably that Nathan doesn't like to figure anything out. This is true. So that ends up being my job. So plumbing, (laughs) Wi-Fi, electrics, gardening, anything to do with the house, anything to do with the car. 
um, appliances. This is this is unfortunately this is very true. <laughs> it's all a lot of responsibility. So I have a lot of responsibilities. You do have a lot of the responsibilities, and if I don't, I just throw money at the problem. Um, Paul Reed, would you would Alana still fancy big big chunky now? Can't say fat. Oh, okay, I have um, from back in the day. We've we have we have chatted about this before. I think you said no. I don't remember saying no. Okay, would I don't would you? Know. Question for Nathan from Probably David Monday, um, fancy football uh, scout fame. Are you fed up of people insisting you're punching? Yes. Um, well, I'm not really. Um, I think I think I think people have to say that these days. You're not going to say you're not going to say well she's punching, and you're not going to say you're quite well suited, but you're punching. It's kind of it's kind of your your go to phrase these days. Do you not think? What do you think, Joe? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've been told I'm, I'm punching as well. We've we've served quite. And quite you're, a few you're times. an incredibly good-looking guy. Oh, from, from, thank you very much. Um, Joe, Joe's a good-looking guy, isn't he, Lana? I don't know if I've seen Joe. Okay, we'll move on quickly. Well, this is the first time we spoke. As, as we, yeah. <laughs> so, so just before we started this podcast, I realised uh, um, Joe was a little bit like, oh, okay, we can get your wife on the show. And he was a little bit perplexed. And I'm thinking, we're just about to start. And, and Alana says, I've never spoken to Joe before. I'm like, oh, that might, that might be the reason why. <laughs> yeah. Never actually met. We're, we're good friends now. Though. Good friends, good yes. friends. Okay. Um, Paul Cat, what's your highest... Who has the highest Peloton output? Got Peloton bike. You, you're pretty good on it, aren't you, though? You go hard on the bike. Yeah, you're you're better than me, though. I was better for our first one, and then you realised. Yeah, I realised I need to do it my game. Yeah. Uh, Karen says, uh, what's what's your opinion on uh, Boss Nuno? Oh, I like him. I like that he's, like, he's kind of stealth. He's, like, quiet, and he gets the job done. I like that. Yeah, you like that. I, like kind I of bought a, s- a t-shirt with his face on it. You did? You didn't even know. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't know, no. He just arrived in the London apartment, opened up, and uh, there, there's, a big, there's a big picture of Nuno staying at me. But, um, yeah, that was a, that was interesting. Yeah, but he's, he's a quite like, he was silent assassin, isn't he? He'll kill you with his eyes. Yeah, I like him. Um, just just, just my, my own question. Can you name... How many, how many people can you name from the Wolf Squad at this moment in time? Oh. Go on. Maybe four. <laughs> Go on, then. Willy Bolly. Oh, yeah, that's your favourite, yeah? That's my favourite. Why is Willy Bolly your favourite? I don't know. I think the first Wolves game I went to, he just stood out to me as someone that was, like, playing really hard. And I appreciated that. Good. Not that everyone else wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bolly, okay, one. Give you one, yeah. Um, Neves. Neves. Um, Dedonker. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah, Dedonka, yeah, that's his name. What's his name? Dendonka. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, shoot. Anyone else? Um. Three. Oh, Connor Cody. Very good. Four. Can you get five? Can you get five? It's um, better than you did in the quiz last night, by the way. Yeah. There's another Hispanic guy, isn't there? Is there like a Juarez or something? Juarez? Did I make that up? <laughs> I don't know. Is it Juarez? Who's kind of combined the... East... Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Jimenez. Oh, Jimenez. Jimenez. Juarez. That's fine. Uh, let's call him Dedonko and, 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 and uh, Juarez from now on. It's, it's, like, podcast, it's like Power Evolution soccer back in the day when they couldn't have the <laughs> Dedonko and Juarez. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> any more questions? I think we might you might have got off the uh, off the hook here. Uh, what's your what's Nathan's most annoying habit, Alana? Um, I think that 
you won't eat unless you're in like an ideal situation like no commercials on the TV or even I don't know even if you're like starving and getting hangry you'll like wait for the commercial to be over and it's like just take a bite of your chicken dude like <laughs> take it that could be the that could be the headline of our podcast take a bite of your chicken do absolutely circa 1998 Bart Simpson um how clean is your kitchen it's clean it's pretty clean yeah it's pretty yeah, clean you did a lot of work on it thank you um deep clean for me um what you, what's Lana's favorite British or Wolverhampton words oh what's a Wolverhampton word Joe, you should know that. What's a Wolverhampton word? Um, it's a black country. A lot, a lot of one I use instead of isn't it, it's like a we. You know, walls a we. Um, oh, is that what that means? Yeah. So, so instead of isn't it or ain't it, it's a we. Or Boston, which is brilliant or good. Uh, you know, council pop, which is water. Um, oh. <laughs> Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Council if, Pop. If, if you watch, um, if you go on YouTube, it used to be a thing. I think it still is, actually. The Black Country Alphabet. Um, you know, A is for Opal, B is for Nana, um, you know, Apple Banana, C is for Council Pop. Yeah, so if, if, if you want to learn <laughs> a bit, then there's that video which might not be a thing anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna have to Google that. Yeah, that is very interesting. Um, uh, Manfred, uh, final one. Did you did you ever get jealous, Alana, of my, mine and Tim Spears' relationship? Um, no, I will just let you guys have your own thing. <laughs> Do their own thing. <laughs> um, and thoughts, finally, thoughts on me eating um, beef chow mein in the cinema on my own back in the day. I mean. Whatever makes you happy. There we go. Whatever makes you happy. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let you get out of the podcast now, okay. Alana. It's been, it's been a pleasure having you on for the first twenty-one minutes of this show, and uh, that's killed twenty minutes. Um, but round of applause for Alana, my wife. Thank you very much, Alana. Well done, Alana. Well done. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you too. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. She's going now. She's going now. Thanks, Alana. She's off now. She's off now. Now we can, now we, okay. we can talk dirty, mate. We can talk. We can go back to walls. <laughs> oh, babe, just before you go, <laughs> uh, the sheet, the sheets need changing on the bed. <laughs> oh, just got oh, me. It's not gone down well. <laughs> right, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Joe. Um, Premier League restart um, today. When the when the podcast coming out, there's going to be another meeting. Uh, a lot of people saying that, uh, despite EFL looking um, some of the EFL games or, or season looking in doubt, maybe they've played their last game. That the Premier League will happen again. How confident are you, firstly, of that happening, and second of all, that there could be a date set? My confidence has waned quite significantly over the past week. Mm. Um, I tweeted in midweek saying that I'd, I'd kind of planned to, to do a comment piece, decided I was being a bit too negative and then kind of, you know, canned it. Um, but as the days go on, I'm just looking at the, all the kind of moral questions, ethical questions, logistical things, you know, uh, financial implications. I just, the more and more you look into it, um, there's, there's so much kind of different barriers. I, I, I mean, this meeting today, 
Um, this is the EFL meeting that was yesterday, yeah? Well, the the Premier League meeting today as we go out. I mean, there's an EFL, mm. EFL happenings as well, which they want to start the season, but there is kind of a, you know, an acceptance that, you know, it could be too difficult. So the the kind of bracing players for, for either way, it seems. Um, but for, from a Premier League perspective, they're adamant about completing the season. This meeting, by the time it comes out, we were expecting something of perhaps a, a date, you know, being targeted with kind of, you know, should the government allow it, so the Premier League will say, yeah, we, we want to restart on this date as long as it's safe. Um, it'd probably be something along those lines, but there's a lot of discussion about it, and there's just so, kind of little things to consider, but then they kind of build up. Um, I tell you what, I tell you what, that, that, that's, that's one of the things as well is that if if and when, and and I think I think the government are keen to have football back in this country, especially with no Euros, to to have some kind of almost like a thank you throughout the summer of, of something happening. I, I understand that that might be the case. Um, but if social distance, just social distancing, is still um, implemented in in some kind of a way in general public, and then people are watching football taking place, whether that's behind closed doors or not, whether that's with no media or with media or, or, or no media or media distancing themselves, if you're seeing twenty two players playing a game of football, then you're gonna have a lot of people thinking, well, why should I flipping social distance? When I've got when I when I'm watching a football game, okay, so these guys have been tested or whatever, but I feel fine. I'm going to go and play play with my mates. Well, yeah, the 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 first thing people want to do, you know, kids growing up, is mimic their favourite footballers on exactly, the telly. Exactly, exactly. And if that if if they're seeing, you know, Raleigh Mineiro scoring scoring goals again for Wolves, then why not go down to their local park and try and try and recreate them with the mates? That's mm-hmm. that's, that's going to be the problems that you're kind of facing. I mean, I know there's. You know, there's talk about neutral venues and having players living in hotels. And I mean, to, to, I mean, if there's any any silver lining that's come out of this is how important it is to spend time with your family and kind of not take it for granted and and appreciate it for what it is. If you're doing that, hotels and kind of testing players twice a week, you're taking players potentially away from their away mm. from their families. And things to consider. Raúl Jiménez's wife is pregnant. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah. a lot of the Wolves players are dads. Uh, Neves, um, Saiz, Bolly. You know, a lot of them have got have got children. Um, Conor Cody's got a got a couple of children as well. Uh, Matt a, a dad. So this is you know John Ruddy as well. I, 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 I'll probably say 85 percent of the squad. You take into account Nuno and all the coaching stuff as well. They're all, they're all family people. They've all got responsibilities, and if you're taking them away from those, I think it's it, of course you want to protect. It's it's an, a duty to protect their families as well. But this is a difficult time mentally as well. And if if you're making such mental sacrifices um, to, to just get the football back on. I don't know. I don't know if it quite sits well. Um, there's a lot of things to consider. Yes, it would give a boost to all of us who, who are craving football desperately. I mean, I, I just want it back some sort of normality. I'm sure you do as well. But, mm-hmm. um, I just think, you know, there's a, there's a, I read a big piece on it this morning, which was on 
It's on the Athletic, actually. It's a really good piece. Um, and there's a kind of a, a quote in there that kind of really stuck out just from some kind of uh, random guy at one of the Premier League clubs, anonymous. But he said he's going to take somebody to die to reali- for, you know, for the Premier League to realise what they're, what they're actually doing. And yeah, that might be... Um, you know, a very severe view on on one side of things, but it's it is something to consider um, for the Premier League's plan of resuming and things like that. It, everything has got to pretty much go off without a hitch. Yeah, and this is a, a virus which has killed in the thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the risk is very very severe, and um, they've they've got to tread on eggshells and. Uh, it's 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 very difficult. I wouldn't want to be making the decision. You know, I'll, I'll say that I'll say that much. And, and what, exactly. And, and and what if you're what if what if a, let's say the, this this Premier League comes out and, and there's a date set, whether it's you know I don't know June the eighth or June the thirtieth or June the sixteenth or, or whatnot or just a, just a specific date set set and saying that that players going to look to resume training in May with um you know with, with different measures in there and they've got to wear masks and and uh, I read something about um. You know, players eating separately and 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 cars, three three car distance between each car in the car park. I mean, all these restrictions. I'm thinking, come on, guys, it's it's not it's not safe to play. It's not safe to play. And what if what if the green light's given? Let's say the government give a green light saying, okay, well we're going to keep distancing, but you'll be able to play Premier League football as long as you stick to these conditions. What happens if someone from a family saying, you know, you've got you've got a wife, like you say, you've got kids. I don't want you to play. It's not dangerous. It's not. It's not. It's too dangerous. It's not being cleared yet. We're, we're not one hundred percent over this. I don't want you to play. Then do you go to the club? What do you do with the club if, if you've got a player who doesn't want to play because because they're not they're still in fear or they're still you know not one hundred percent certain that it's safe to come back? Do you stop them? Do you, do you find them? Do, do you no. say no? You've, you've you force them to play? Do you, do you not pay them? It, it, it's there's so many there's so many issues around this. And as much as, like you said, we want football to come back, it, this, I just, I just can't see it. I honestly can't see it. No, I, I can't, and I mean, I, I really do hope for it. It's, it's, it's not a case of not wanting it. I mean, in an ideal world, football would be back on in an hour, and, we, and we'd be going back to Molyneux to cover a game and all going to watch a game. But it's, um, it, you know, this is the reality we're in, and. I remember speaking to Matt Doherty, he was probably about four weeks ago now, four or five weeks ago, and um, he said, of course we want to see the season out, but at the same time, there's, there's going to be a cut-off point probably, yeah. uh, if it gets so far down the line, and you've got to think, now five five weeks have passed, we, we're approaching that, um, mm. there's, there's been now lift, lift on the lockdown, we'll see if, if that will happen um, soon enough, but for me... You know, there has been no change in terms of social distancing or anything like that. Um, you know, for for six weeks. So why is suddenly is football in a position to return? It just it just doesn't quite add up to me. And and also, okay, I understand the the financial ramifications of of, of no football and that it's the most loved sport you know in, in the world and and everybody you know everybody wants to see Premier League football return. But what about okay? Well, Premier League, Premier League gets the green light ahead. Well, why should that be the only sport? Why can't rugby? Why can't cricket? Why, why can't you know athletics? Why can't all these? So what about them? Do they just have to take a back seat and football get the priority? Well, again, it's 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 so many issues, 
and you've got countries that aren't playing. Obviously, France have, have um, cancelled their season mm-hmm. this week. Um, Holland, Belgium, um, uh, and, and it's you've, you've got the Olympics that has been that's been moved. You've got the the, the Euros that has been moved. Mm-hmm. What, 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 I know the Premier League is such a big money spinner and a big attraction, but um, it, it's it's yeah, it, it's 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 very difficult. I, I I want it back, but at this moment in time, all this stuff about kind of June eighth and stuff like that. Um, we, I mean, which could be announced in today's meeting. Now, I'm I'm still I'm still very very pessimistic about it to be honest. Yeah, and um, you say the French league's been cancelled, and then. You still got the like so. So if the French league's been cancelled and, and France have, France have said no, we're not going to play until next season. Um, you know, there's still talk of of the Champions League and the Europa League taking place. So if you you think you think the French authorities are going to let Paris Saint Germain and and the likes of Lyon travel when their own season's been cancelled? It's just every 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 and like you say, you know, we all desperately want football back, but every single. You know, turn that you make. There's, there's, there's three or four options, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. There is no kind of clear path or any kind of route that makes sense. Mm. Um, there's so many decisions to take place just in just in in one game taking place, let alone a whole se- a rest of a season or or, or or a tournament. And and with time running out, like you say, and, and with um, with some players potentially returning, but they're all in opposite fields. I I'd be there's no way in a million years, in five weeks' time, you're getting a game of football taking place. I'm, I'm struggling to see it. The only thing that I think could happen, you know, you're talking about all the organisation that has to go into it, the use of emergency services and everything like that, is the, the teams that are on 26 games, I believe, instead of 27, get them to play, get everybody else on the same on the same number of games and then maybe you, you decide how to take it from there play those games first if the, if they if if they don't go as planned or whatever like that then you maybe cancel the season at 27 games and then decide the table as it is but pff, I don't know there's so many things talking people talking about deciding the table as it was 19 games in um, I, I, I really don't know I Can really you, don't know um, can you see a scenario where the season comes to an end and um, there's promotion that happens, but no relegation? So, in essence, we could have 22 teams in the Premier League next year, maybe even 23. Or do you think that, that that's probably too far-fetched? I think it could happen. Um, I mean... <sighs> Yeah, it's, it's so I, difficult. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be making the decision at all. No. Um, there's no way any. There's no way you're keeping everybody happy. I mean, that's that's, no. that's just an impossibility. No, it, and you know the the whole thing about playing games behind closed doors. I mean, we weren't there in in Greece, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't miss anything by the sounds of it. You know, <laughs> no, I mean that uh, game could be scrapped. Exactly, and um, playing playing games in front of empty stadiums is. Is completely alien for, for for players. I know these are professionals and they, and they know what to do and things like that. They're all very fit and they feed off a crowd's reaction. And Wolves, you could make a case, feed off a crowd's reaction more than anybody else in the league. Really, you, absolutely. You, you, you've got Molyneux, which is consistently 
one of the loudest grounds, if not the loudest ground in the Premier League. Uh, Nuno has spoken countless times about the 12th man, and I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it does ring true. You know, you got a you got a you got a crowd behind you. It does make does make a difference. It does give you that extra ten percent. So, restarting the season without that factor, which is basically the lifeblood of the game, having fans in the ground cheering you on or giving you giving you a bit of jip if you need it or whatever. Restarting the game with without that, is it actually the game? That's 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 a big question that you know also needs taken under consideration. And whether. And I think we discussed this slightly with um, with Matt last week as well, and 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 that there's not that there's there's some people who potentially would argue that okay, we're going to finish this season, but let's let's play it over, let's play it when fans are ready to come back in this stadium, let's play it properly, let's see the whole season out, the Premier League, the EFL, whatever, but but finish it next year and just lose a season almost because. I don't think football's football's not the same without the fans. And people are talking about fans not being allowed into the stadium until 2021. You know, going into January next year. So how do you how how do you, how do you do that? Could you see could you see the season finishing and then the first half of next season just with no fans in at all? That would be dreadful. It would be. I, I think if you consider everything, I think we, I think you mentioned it quite early on, and making it kind of a 19. 21 season really and yeah. and come January of, of next year there's nine games to see out you can you can kind of spread them out if you need be until kind of May uh, start of May before before the Euros are set to go ahead yeah um, I think that could be well a, 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 a thing to consider um, obviously you've got players kind of sitting at home for another However, many months that wouldn't be ideal, but until there's a vaccine, um, mm. which they've said is probably going to be not until the end of the year, then it's you know you're not going to have be, be able to have fans in the ground. So um, um, that's that's up the absolute earliest. And then what do you do? You you allow social distancing. You're getting fans in, but you can only have half the fans in the stadium. You've got to have them all you know a row apart from each other. Or how do you decide? You know when you've got to see a season ticket, a stadium full of season tickets. Okay, well you come one week, you come the next. Oh, I mean. I really don't envy the people who've got to make these decisions. And like you say, it is, you know, one decision it impacts 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 different, different ways of, 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 you know, of holding it out, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and because of that, you can see why the argument is growing just to kind of cancel the season. Yeah. And, and, Until we know but, more and, but, and yeah. relax and, and, and every, you know, the government have, have gone back to... Something like normal. I say something like normal. This could be eighteen months before things go. I mean, I was reading a lot of things recently saying that it won't be until twenty twenty two that things actually go back to what January this year normality was. Yeah. Um. You know, it's going to take eighteen months. So we're definitely in for a change. We're definitely in for you know massive impacts throughout sport as it has at the moment. Let's hope we get some kind of sport. I think any kind of sport people want to see, but whether that happens in the next. In the next month or so, I, you know, I severely doubt it. Unfortunately. Yeah, agreed. Right. Shall we? Um, <laughs> happy days. Happy, happy conversation. But it's got to be had. You know, we can't. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. We got it. We got it. You know, move away from the. You, you can't dodge the subject. And the day this is happening, and and uh, you know, the Premier League have had three or four meetings now, and I don't think really they're any further on than what they were before. So, 
um, you know, you can make you can make um, schedules and put plans together in place, but no one's going to know anything until until the government tell you as and when. And you know, you can you can liaise with the culture secretary and the sports, you know, um, you know um, the sports ministers, and you can try and get some kind of an ending or some kind of a happy date that that people are going to go back. But there's end of the day, nobody knows, do they? No. Right, um, team of the twenty first century, Joe. I think you've been doing a little bit of a a little bit of planning and asking some fans' opinions. Uh, tell us a little bit more about about what you what you're compiling behind the scenes. Yeah, so some of some of the be fun to kind of uh, lighten the mood, lighten the mood during the lockdown. And um, obviously, there's been some fantastic players at Wolves over the last two to three years. But there's been there's been some very good ones over the past you know over the past couple of decades since the turn of, turn of the millennium. So we kind of we've kind of asked fans to put together a World Cup style uh, squad of, of twenty three players who, who you who you'd who you'd pick who, who who've played for Wolves and um, you know we've had an incredible amount of responses really we've compiled a hundred responses together and it's going to be in a series of articles that will go online and in the paper so it'll be the goalkeepers defenders midfielders strikers you know as, as you'd expect I was going to ask him the, the question. Um, over the manager, but I thought, yeah. well, that's a bit redundant, really. You know, a little every, bit redundant, mate. Every, a little bit every, redundant. Everybody knows who the manager's going to be, and rightly so. It's going to be new now, isn't it? So um, what? <laughs> Dean Saunders. Oh. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, uh, I didn't ask that question, but in terms of you know the squad, there's been a lot of interesting responses so far. Um, James Field and of course friend of the podcast we've mentioned him already uh, getting one of the uh, obscure uh, picks in there uh, Mr. Mr. Mikel Bischoff uh, who had a an 11 that, um, any relation to Eric Bischoff Eric Bischoff I'm back and better than ever mm. uh, I'm back <laughs> well I'm back come on sorry <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mikel Bischoff, uh, yeah. not Eric, played eleven games in the loan spell from Man City in two thousand and four. Before um, my time, was he decent? Wasn't particularly memorable on my end. He, okay. I think he was okay. Okay, but Fielden obviously saw something in him. So but that's it. It's game of opinions, isn't it? So um, this, this is this is what it is. Absolutely. Get get whoever you want in there. I think there'll be a few that will be in pretty much everyone's team. Yeah. So you're talking about Neves, Martinho, Jimenez, Jimenez Jota, Jota, Bolly. Um, you know yeah. they they're going to be in everyone's team. Yeah. I'd imagine Patricio. Patricio will be in everyone's team, and then at least in, c- a, in a three, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then you, and then you'll go. You go kind of the years years before now. Now I think. Sylvan Ebanks Blake will be in a lot of people's teams as well. Michael Kitely, Matt Jarvis. It's the um, ones. It's the ones who were like, oh, interesting pick. Are that those are the ones that you think are oh, little quirky ones. Are there any any um, surprising names who have got more than more votes than you than you than you thought they would? Um, judging by early results. I mean, the the one stuck out on Twitter the other day. I haven't seen him crop up since. But was um, South Korean winger Sol Ki Hyun. I don't know if you remember him. Went on to play for Reading and Fulham. Oh yes, um, he was a decent player. 
He played under Hoddle era, which was basically draw after draw after draw. Yeah. And hope they weren't zero. Hope they weren't zero zero ties. Alan wouldn't be happy. No. <laughs> Going into mystery, mystery time. time. <laughs> mystery time. Honestly, was it mystery time? Jesus. Um, we talking about mystery time. We talk about well, it's the time when you know the injury time is up, but. Get the play still going on and nobody knows. They like the Americans like like to see five, four, three, two, one. Ah, they, they, oh, need, they need yeah. that. Ah. And I think okay. if they don't get an ah, then it's game over. Then they call it mystery time. Yeah, mystery yeah. time. Apparently. Uh, in terms of I'm looking looking through some of the early ones here, there's no real big no surprises. Real Not nothing as eyebrow raising as Mikel Bischoff, I must say. Do you, um, want, to have, do you want to have a giggle? Go on. Do you want to have a giggle? So, God, I've got a West Brom squad of the century, the defenders in front of me. <laughs> oh, we it's had, we had a chat barren, about this, didn't we? It's been a barren century. You're baggies, fan. <laughs> these are the these are the best. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> these have been these are the best defenders um, in the 21st century from from the baggies fans. See if you can, Stephen Reed, who wasn't even a defender, but yeah, Craig Dawson. I can give, give you that. Good play. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah. Neil Clement. <laughs> yeah. Kieran Gibbs. Hardly played. Oh, no. He's Best a, of the 21st croc. century. He's a crock. Paul D- Robinson. <laughs> yeah, just a rough as... Ga- Ga- yeah, Gareth rough as McCauley. Anything. Yeah, McCau- I think McCauley was the top vowel, wasn't he? Which, which McCauley was a good prior for him, to be fair. Evan Johnny Evans, fair enough. Yeah. Jonas Olsen. Yeah. Best of the twenty first century. Also people <laughs> also people who were close. Semi Ajayi, Thomas Gardo and Mason Holgate. Oh man, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean Albion is in that time of I guess have had more seasons in the Premier League, but you look at the quality of player. Um I think Wolves is you know it, I mean I, the defenders are put in mind were Bolly Cody, Sace, Doherty, uh, Johnny, Lescott, Irwin, and Fowley, and I think mm. that's I think that's quite a high caliber all round. Absolutely, that's yes, uh, very good. So, so my, my squad was Patricio, Akimi, and Murray, which Wolves have been blessed for keepers, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne Hennessy misses out, which all he'll be in people's squads inevitably. Yeah. I think he'll yeah. be between. Murray, Akimi, NSE could kind of be any two of those three. Yeah. Uh, but Patricio, I think, will be in everyone's. And then midfield, as I just mentioned, the defenders, but you've got Nevers and Matinho, which are dead certs. Oh, I think Paulins will be in a fair few. Uh, Kevin McDonald was in mine, which I, I don't think he'll be in everyone's, but he'll, he'll be in a fair few. Bakary Saka, Matt Jarvis, Michael Kitely. And then your strikers, I mean, Jimenez and Jota have got to be in there. Ebanks Blake will be in a lot. Uh, Traore, I've put in mind, just for how like good, good, good he's been this season. And, and Kenny Miller, uh, but I mean, missed out Kevin Doyle, missed out Stephen Fletcher. Um, so the people are kind of sport for choice, really. And hopefully there will be some kind of interesting picks in there. As we say, I think it'll be your dead search, your nevers, your Matinios. But um, yeah, I think it'll be a bit of fun. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Um, I was going to say something to you, but I've completely forgotten. I have something really good to tell you about, but I've, I, I, I don't know what it is anymore. Mm, uh, no. What was it? What was it? 
Oh, it's gone. It might come back. It's should gone. we take some? Should we take some questions from the piece? Yes, and take you have question. a think. So I'll, I'll, I'll have a think. It might take me a while. Um, oh, did you get? Um, did you did you vote on my scary movie choice for kids? So, uh, sorry. Put a, no. tweet, put, a tw- put a tweet out. Uh, put a tweet out the other day or last night actually. Um, talking about scary movies, saying what was so? What was the um, what was the scary? What was the scariest movie you saw as a kid? Oh. Yeah, I did see this actually. What was the first movie that scared you as a child? Ch- as a child, I mean, uh, my 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 choices my choices were Arachnophobia, Gremlins, and Child's Play. Arachnophobia scared the shit out of me. By the way, oh, that that, that last. Are they all when, horrors? Oh, well, not that's what I'm saying. Like it's when you were a kid, so it's things that you think are, are horrors that when you look back at now, well, it doesn't have to be. They can be horrors, but you know, genuine horrors, but. These are the kind of stories or, or kind of movies that, that just play on your mind a little bit. So I can remember mm. the end of Arachnophobia. Well, just during Arachnophobia, that spider and it was killing people and uh, then, then crawling up John Goodman's leg towards the end of the scene. And, oh, it just got me petrified. So, you know, you look back on things like Gremlins now and you just laugh at like <laughs> yeah. comedies. But back in the day, you know, when you were seven, eight, nine, ten years old. So I asked the question at it. Got 200, 200 replies. What? Jaws came up. Jaws came up frequently. Yeah, can can definitely understand that. Aliens. I mean, I don't know what these kids are watching at seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten, twelve years old. But definitely, definitely left the DVD connection out. Mum and Dad. Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, tremors. Do you remember Tremors? I mean, you've probably got a completely different, um, different look to me. Obviously, with you being you know eleven years old. Poltergeist. <laughs> Um, the Exorcist. I mean, who was watching The Exorcist, the Exorcist? as a kid? <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Some of my favourites. Watership Down came up quite a lot. Now, yeah, you know, people wouldn't understand that. Watership Down. What are you talking about? But oh, that angry, scarred old, you know, ma- man or oh, rabbit at the, you know, in the in the burrow with blood all over him. That scared the crap out of me. The witches was definitely scary back in the day. Roald Dahl's witches. I think there's a new one or a remake coming out soon. Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with the child well, catcher. Yeah, that was all. There. That was kind of yeah. That was era films. I mean, The Wizard of Oz it's, is a bit strange as well. Yeah, yeah, Wizard of Oz or Return to Oz. Return to Oz was a little bit more darker. Um, so mm. definitely think about that. Uh, the Thing got quite a few votes as well. The Omen, The Ring. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw what Massacre. What are you expecting? <laughs> God, that's for me. What would what would be your kind of like early ones, Joe? I know what you did last summer. Is that kind of your era? I remember. I remember um, running out to the to the toilet because I needed a wee oh, when, yeah, I was a, when I was at the cinema uh, as a kid watching King Kong. King like, Kong, really? The, yeah, the, the kind of like 2003, four kind of version with like Jack Black in it and a few others, I think. Really? Yeah. Um, Needed a Jimmy Riddle, did you? <laughs> that was my excuse. Yeah, um, yeah I went to it, a slush puppy and a calm there's, down. There's like a scene where they're on this kind of like, um, it's like Boat, this island. Barge. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's, do you know what I mean? Where it's I know like, what you mean. It's all quite like foggy, and, and there's all like the Aborigine people, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, that 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 kind of freaked me out. That did so. Uh, I remember that um, uh, one of the Pirates of the Caribbean's when they used to be like the the kind of the octopus. Oh, the sea pirate. guy, like the th- number three. Yeah, that I found that weird. 
Um, it's what, amazing what? me thinking about these. I'm thinking, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm like 23 watching these or 30, 25. <laughs> like, oh, you scared me. I was three. Um, and but I've got worse with horrors as I've got older. Have you? So like when I was like say um, like 13, yeah. like I'd, wa- I'd watch Saw Four, no problem, and I like, had it right. on on DVD where they're yeah. all. Cl- They've kind of, I think one's got his eyes sound shut and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're fighting it out for this key to like get out and they're amputating their own arms to do it, and it, it's 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 horrible. Yeah, but I remember watching it and I was like, oh, this is fine. I wouldn't even dream of watching anything like that now. So I think over the years, really, I've got a bit more of a kind of a of a scaredy cat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a funny one. I'm not allowed to watch horrors with Alana because she's she's petrified and so I have to watch them on my own. But I really miss watching a good horror horror with people. Maybe I'll put a little comp out to come round to to my house and watch a horror with me. Anyone listening fancy coming to watch a horror at Shea Judah? Probably best. Not, not at the moment. Not social distancing anyway. No, not with social distancing. No, no. When 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 this all comes, no, we can all sit three meters apart. No, you're not allowed to do that either. Um, when this all comes to a head. Then maybe people can come round and we can watch a nice scary film. I tell, I tell you what, this was a good one as well. This definitely scared me as a kid, and I don't know why I was watching. It's probably on TV actually. Can't be. I can't have rented it. I don't know. I definitely didn't rent it. I think it was on Channel Four, really late at night. An American Werewolf in London. Oh God! Just stay on the path. Don't go off the path, Joe. Talk about an American Werewolf in London. I tell you what, your beard reminds me of it sometimes. <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit of wolf about it. Uh, we're talking about Wolf, shall we take some uh, some questions from the peeps? Yeah, come on. Okay, don't sound so enthusiastic. <laughs> no, come, come on. Questions! With it looking likely, I know this is a strange podcast. People are listening to this. You know, it's been a the, roller coaster, hasn't it? It has been a roller coaster. The guys have been telling the partners or the friends, listen to the podcast. It's really good. You know, they've got must have listened to the first first half an hour, forty minutes. Going, What's going on here? This is the craziness that happens when you've been in lockdown for nearly nearly two nearly two months, right? Aidan O'Connor, uh, with it looking likely it'll be two transfer windows before fans are allowed back at Molyneux. How different could the team look next time we see them? Wow, that's a good, point. good question. Yeah, good points. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm Wolves pleased because be... you know when sometimes you don't screen a question and you're just, yeah. you're just reading it out and you're just hoping that it's not you know hasn't hasn't got a swear in it or it's just dreadful or it's got a new end or whatever. That was a great question. I was quite happy with that. Cheers, yeah. Hayden. Um, I don't think Wolves will be in a position where any of the players will get kind of pouched because I think a few uh, clubs, well, pouched maybe the wrong term, but get taken advantage of where. All the uncertainty in the market. I think a few clubs will swoop in and get players on the cheap as where they perhaps wouldn't have got them before. I don't think that'll happen with Wolves. Um, if anything, maybe this situation increases the chances of keeping hold of some of the prized assets. I would agree, uh, definitely. But in terms of in terms of strengthening the squad, Wolves, yes, they have got money to spend, and they have spent it, of course, but they. That everything they do is strategic. They're not just going to make signings for the sake of making signings. They all want they want versatile players. They want young players with a bit of a profile to then expand and and make them into you know make them into these diamonds. So I think you'll see a few come in, but I don't see in the say in the case of two windows, I don't see the squad being necessarily all that different. I think the the the, the core will still be there. Hopefully, it will be stronger, a stronger team that has gone. 
onto 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 better things as well. You know, has carried on this this trend, whether it's with fans or without fans, or regardless of what happens. But um, yeah, I don't see say you know at Real Madrid. You talk about all the financial problems that the kind of Barcelona have got as well, and stuff like that, um, and some of the other bigger clubs. You know, you're talking about a, a player like Raúl Jiménez, um, and basically he, he, he has got a has got a pregnant wife, wife to think about, and he's got a baby on the way. Does he really want to be uprooting um, and into a different part of the world when all this is still going on? So, um, you know, in 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 a way, I think this current situation. Um, I mean, Jimenez has outlined his commitment to Wolves anyway, but I think, if anything, it may have increased Wolves' chances of keeping all their, their best players. Mm. Paul Mansell, if you were creating your Wolves boy band, including present players, who would be in it? Moutinho has to be in as the cheeky one. J- just present players? Um, he said past and present, including present, he said, so we can have a few past ones in there, well, who could, would you say? Could, I mean, Neves also, has got to be in there. Courtney Orr's has done a song, you know? Really? Well, I don't know whether you can call it a song. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's not bad. It's just it's just been auto-tuned to hell. For, for yeah, me. it has, yeah. Has it, 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 it has, yeah. There, there, there is... There, I mean, uh, there's not many pop stars these days who are downs, but... No, no. He's well, he's got recording he, studio at home, I think. He lives down yeah, the road yeah, from me, but yeah. I think he's got recording studio at home, to be fair. He's got a knack for it, but maybe oh. lay off the auto-tune next time. Maybe, maybe a little bit, although I think it is. I think his funds are going to the NHS. And yes, so, really okay, we'll let him it's a great, It's a great song. You download it or listen to it, whatever the, the young kids do these days, to be fair. Alana has to download my songs onto my Apple Watch for running, because I don't know Don't know how you do it. It's all too, too technical for me, mate. So a boy band would be... It'd be the Portuguese like them, wouldn't it? It'd be... I think horse, horse might get in there, mate. I think you've got to have a horse in there. Yeah. Horse, Moutinho, Neves. I'm just trying to think if any of them do play instruments. Benny plays the guitar, doesn't he, Ryan Benny? Yeah, but you've you got a boy band, mate. You can't have Bennett in a boy band, mate. No offence to Ryan, but he's but not. Nah, he's not. Book, book, the, book the trend. Maybe. What shirt tucked in, in. Maybe tucked in shirt could be the new boy band look. You might as well have Julian Lescott in there. <laughs> Do you want... Um, Matinho yeah. Neves yeah so we've we got to go for like the the lookers AOE really go, Jimenez the, is Jimenez a looker yeah Raul yeah. Uh, kind of like Patricio Mexican kind of like twang Patricio Patricio is it a four four man or a five, five man five it's a five piece mate so Patricio Jimenez mm. Neves mm. Matinho yeah Maybe sneak Ruben Vinagre in there as well no, as the as mind. the back. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll be not happy about missing out. Pedro Neto. Uh, he's he's shaved his hair, isn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, but some people like that kind of a look, mate. They like a bit of JT. It, Vinagre or Neto? Could, okay, could, Vinagre could, or what, Neto. One of those on mate, the bench, are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go, Paul. Uh, right, I'm going to scroll through and try and find. A non-Alana question. <laughs> there's, not, there's not that many, to be fair. I uh, can pretend to be. Oh, Alana. oh there's a good, good one here. There's a good one here. Um, this is from Bjort Dwy. Bjort Dwy. Let me look where Bjort Dwy's from. Uh, oh, it doesn't say where he's from. Oh, man in Wales. Man in Wales. Oh. So, so Welsh. And 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 not a Wolves fan. A Leeds fan, actually. Okay. Uh, so thanks very much for listening, uh, Bjort. Hope I've pronounced that correctly. Um, and he asks. 
um, leads fan here. Are we seeing the best of Helder Costa and what setup slash tactics do you think would bring out the best in him? They haven't seen the best of Helder Costa. No, Judy I don't think we've seen the best in Helder Costa for a while, to be fair, have we? Um, and, I f- and I do fear that we won't see him reach those heights again. Um, really? I've, yeah, I've kind of alluded to it before, but he's such a confidence player, Costa. Um, this is a guy who's scored, who's scored for Portugal last last year. Yeah, I know, but you don't. Twenty six years, twenty six years old he is. Yeah, and you, you know you talk about unfulfilled potential. Um, it's it's getting to that point now, and you know he should be in his peak year, shouldn't he? He should be he should mm-hmm. be playing in the Premier League for Wolves for for how, for how good yeah. he was that first yeah. season, but but he's not, and. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Leeds. He could be playing Premier League football next year, but he hasn't exactly set the championship alight. And judging judging by Leeds, and if they get the money for, for going up, I think Jack Harrison's already ahead of him in the pecking order, and they could well buy another winger uh, to 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 put, push Costa further down. So oh, I do fear that these his peak years may may well have actually came a bit early than than. Earlier than expected. Um, in terms of getting the best out of him, it, you, you want to give him freedom to, to play. But if he hasn't got that confidence and he and he's not scoring goals and he's he's not getting assists, then how can you give a player all that freedom when you're getting no return? So it's a it, it, it's a difficult one for Leeds fans from a Wolves perspective. Getting 16 million for him, it, it looks a looks a very good bit of business at the moment. Go on, can you imagine if they don't go up this year as well? But yeah, and they still yeah. got to pay that money, you know, with all this. If, if it's null and void and no no promotion, goodness yeah. me. Yeah. Um, Costa and Cam, I mean, kind of just brings a question to that one. Ask you, Joe, from from Costa and Cam. Obviously, Costa is underwhelmed, but he was underwhelming, you know, for much of that last season at, at Wolves and was a shadow of himself, as we've discussed. Um, Cav has gone to Fulham. Um, maybe people were a little bit more surprised about the Cav move than the Costa move. Um, how do you feel he's? I mean, he's done better than. Than Costa, obviously, he's had more game time. Scored some goals. Do you feel he's done as you'd expect, uh, better than better than you thought, or a little bit underwhelmed? Do you think? Do you think he might have maybe lit up that that league a little bit more than he has done? Probably as I'd expect, maybe or slightly under the, the, yeah. the, the, the what I thought. Um, championship suits Cav because he can kind of come alive in fits and starts as he as he as he did for for, for Wolves in. In, in for long spells, really. I mean, he, he was very he was very good for that for that championship season. But the the season prior, you saw flashes of brilliance, and then in the Premier League, he came on and did a job here and there. But then other games just looked completely absent. So that is the kind of division that suits him and that Fulham team. They've got Cavalero on the one side, they've got Anthony Knockhart on the other, and they're very very similar players. Very kind yeah. of tricky. Uh, should be playing in the Premier League if based on ability alone, but they just can't seem to put it together for for consistent runs. So he's probably done as a, as I'd expect him to. And similarly to Costa, um, I, I think Cav could have still done a bit of a job in this side. I, th- I don't think his days were quite numbered as much as they were Costa, but fifteen million for him as well is a is a good bit of business on uh, on Wolves' part. Especially when you look at the likes of Troy now on the right, and you know you've got so many options on the left. If you're playing three up front, I mean, there just wouldn't be a wouldn't be a role for them, would it? I mean, and even like your, your Neto's coming on, and you've got Pedence in there as well. Yeah, Pedence, so. yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I think 
there's there's been sales and there's been there's been people leaving and there's been that you've that you've almost questioned at times. But I mean, goodness me, and they haven't got everything right. Don't get me wrong. Like there's been there's been some disappointing decisions, but compared to a lot of the other Premier League clubs and, and the way that the Wolves have operated over the last three or four or five years and the ruthlessness they've shown, I mean, goodness me, they've got they've got a lot more right than they have wrong, haven't they? Very much so, and even this period um, of kind of. It's it's an unprecedented time. Clubs don't know how to act, and I think we've touched on it anyway. But the way Wolves have handled themselves, um, you know, continuing to pay all players and and, and staff in full, uh, there's been no kind of furloughing or deferrals. I, I, I know Liverpool and Tottenham got credit for going back on their on their furloughs, but the, but they did them in the first place. Exactly. They made that mis- mistake at first. Wolves haven't really done anything that, of that sort. You know, they've been. They've been making donations. Nuno's done some off his own back with Mendes and Ronaldo. Neves has done donations. You know, I'm sure plenty of other players in the squad as well have done donations that we simply just don't know about because they just want to make it a bit more quiet and do it on the down low, and that's fine sure. because you know there are some reserve characters, aren't there, in that wall squad? So um, the, I think the, I think they've they've carried themselves very well. And I spoke to John Richards the other day, of course, a, a club legend, and he said. Everything they do, they're doing it well, and it's genuine. And I think that's the, I think that's the biggest thing you can say about Wolves. Everything they've done, over the on and off the pitch these these past couple of years, has been genuine, and it's, you know, it's a true reflection of, of what they want to do. It's not it's not putting on a putting on a an act or or scoring PR points. You know, they they carry themselves with class. They, they get the results, and uh, you know it, it's, it makes you very proud as as, as a fan, and uh, you know that will carry on being so whether the football's on or the football's off. Damn right, well said, Joe. Uh, bloody hell, we're now on five minutes in. We'll have to go. Oh. We'll have to go. Yeah. It's absolutely astonishing where the time's gone. It's just when you start talking about about those boys in uh, in old gold and black, then you just just keep on going. So so I hope we've enjoyed it. Have you got any plans for the weekend, pal? Anything special? I have a skip. Which I'm going to fill with rubbish. Oh, you are living the, the dream. dream. Living the any have the runs got any better, mate? Are you are you out running now? Are you getting quicker? Um, no. I <laughs> um, I went on a big walk the other day and got drenched oh. in the rain. So so it's it's progress, you know. I'm 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 doing these five k challenges, doing a bit of a team thing where like I might have mentioned it last week. I can't remember or not. Like a rider cup oh, setup, so yes, head to head. Yes. And. Um, so I've improved on my time because I'm I'm used to running kind of like marathons and distance rather than rather than actual as quick as quick as I can. So it's a different kind of training for me. And there's a few runners who listen to this podcast, but for the life of me, I cannot find a flat 5k like a really flat. I always find an uphill. You know, there's a decent uphill. You're doing a two or three laps. It just slows you down. So if anyone any runners know in the Solihull or even Birmingham area, a really flat slash downhill. PB kind of a run. I've got five. I've got my five k down to about twenty three minutes thirty. So what's that? Just under kind of like seven and a half minute miles. But I'm, I want to kind of smash twenty three minutes. So if any of you runners out there, or you know of a runner who knows a great five k course where it's flat and downhill that I can, you know, post a PB, let me know. I'll be forever in your in your shadow. Um, I need it. I need to PB. I need to. I need to smash smash a time. And if you do, Joe, if you find one, if you feel a downhill run or a flat run, let me know as well. We'll run together, but at two uh, meters apart. Yes, of course. 
Have a good weekend, mate. Thanks for listening, peeps. I know it's been a bit crazy, but hey, this situation's a bit crazy, isn't it? So, you know, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, let us know your thoughts, let us know your comments, and we'll be with you same time next week. From me, from Joe, take care. Bye-bye!